Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There are not a lot of guarantees in life. Not a lot is promised to us. Everybody in a leadership position has a responsibility that most of us cannot fathom right now. This is Sarah and Beth. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics, the home of grace-filled political conversations. another episode of Pantsuit Politics. We are so thankful for all of you. It just feels important during this tough time to say how grateful we are to be able to sit down and talk with each other and share it with this community and hear from all of you for all of your support um, on Patreon, on social media, and just mainly through listening. We really, really are so grateful for all of you. Before we get started, we wanted to talk quickly about our extra credit book subscription through the Wild Geese Bookshop. There is another shipment going out for the second quarter, and so we thought we'd talk about the books. 
And also share that if you want to get online and discuss either the first of the year's books or the new books or whatever whatever books you want to talk about, there is a Pantsuit Politics Book Club Facebook page. So I think I'm going to log on there and we're going to do a little more like talking specifically about our extra credit subscription books in that place. Now, so we've we've got uh, four new books. Beth, tell the people about our first pick, which is one of your favorite books of all time. Well, Sarah felt that we needed some fiction in the mix. And so we are including my favorite political fiction ever. I love this book so much that my husband got me a first edition signed copy for my birthday last year. It is Primary Colors, and it was written anonymously at first by a reporter who very closely followed the Clinton campaign during the Clinton primary. It is phenomenal. It is so fun. I think about little snippets of wisdom from it all the time. It has plenty of drama in it. It is not a historical record. It is a fictionalized account of things that went down in that campaign. So definitely a great quick read. I'm really excited. I've never read it. It's just kind of outrageous. I don't think I've even seen the movie. So I'm really excited That is to read outrageous. It. That's completely I know, outrageous. Right? That's what I think. We've also picked the Federalist Papers, Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, James Madison, an important piece of constitutional history and constitutional theory. So we're going to tackle those and do a series on those later in the summer. So we thought we'd put that in the extra credit box. We also picked, listen, this was a few weeks ago, Spillover by Dave and Quammen, which is about global pandemics. And here's the thing. You're, there's two types of people in the world. There's the people that are watching Contagion right now on Netflix, and there are the people that get nauseous at the mere mention of any additional information about global pandemics. So if you're the the first person in the group, you're going to love this pick in the extra credit box. If you're the second person, don't worry. You don't have to read it. And then lastly, we're really excited. Beth had talked about this book in previous episodes. We included The Rabbit Listened by Corey Dorfeld, which is a children's book, and it's just a beautiful story. And I would, I don't know if parable is the right word, but um, it's just really, really lovely. And if you have kids, it'll be a great addition to your house. And if you don't, um, we're all doing our part and reading online to other people's kids. So you'll find a use for it that way, too, through a Zoom call to keep somebody else's kids entertained for about 30 minutes. So that's what's in the extra credit box. You can go to the Pantsu Politics Facebook group, and we'll be there discussing all these books as well as doing series on them on the show. We also are going to be doing a giveaway of the book In Good Hands on Instagram soon. It's a really interesting book about women and leadership. It has some very practical advice for women who are interested in seeking office. It has profiles of different women who've served in elected office. It's just a great resource. We wanted to share as well that we will be doing some additional Five Things You Need to Know series soon. Uh, We think we're going to do Five Things You Need to Know About Voting by Mail with That increasingly looks like the option we will all be pursuing in the fall and some of us already in the spring with the primaries. So look for five things you need to know about voting by mail. And today we're going to talk about some misinformation. We just realized as coronavirus continues to spread, we all saw the news this week, the projections for um, how many people might lose their lives over the next few months, that... This is a very fertile environment for misinformation. And I know so many of you are in the position that I am in with a family member who often presents these 
theories or conspiracy theories or just plain run-of-the-mill misinformation, things gotten things that they got wrong to you, and then you feel like you need to respond. So the thought was, well, why don't we run through some of these so you understand what's coming at you and you have some things to say in response. The first thing we want to talk about is not really misinformation as much as incomplete information. It's been circulating widely on social media that the Kennedy Center for the Arts received $25 million under the CARES Act. And it is going around as sort of an eye roll, look at Democrats trying to load up the CARES Act with pork and special interests that don't have anything to do with coronavirus. And I understand why people feel that way. We should also share, though, that the Kennedy Center is a federal program. So this is not just a private arts institute that was cherry-picked by Congress. Congress has a responsibility to fund the Kennedy Center. And the Kennedy Center, like arts institutions all over the country, cannot sell tickets right now. And Mm -hmm. that lost revenue... That revenue that usually allows the Kennedy Center to be more self-sustaining than many of our other federal programs, like our national parks, for example, that lost revenue means that the Kennedy Center is in dire straits. It looks like by the end of the month, even with lots of furloughs of employees, the Kennedy Center is not going to be able to pay its bills and is going to be tapped out on a line of credit available to it. So even in Mitch McConnell's draft of the CARES Act. There was money for the Kennedy Center. It was only a million dollars. I say only a million dollars. There are so many people who work in the arts who are like, oh my gosh, if we could have a million dollars right now, it would be life-changing. But McConnell had a million dollars in. Nancy Pelosi wanted 35. The compromise number is 25. You might still think that is not a priority today, but I do want you to know why the Kennedy Center ended up in this bill and what Congress's responsibility toward it is. They didn't help themselves by furloughing workers. I understand that was like the best choice they feel like they had. And they employ like 3,000 people. So I don't think it's that necessarily that even this choice or the criticism of the Kennedy Center for furloughing employees is just, you know, should be beyond criticism. But the picking apart individual outlays of money. Like, it's not that I think there shouldn't be transparency, but using this as in, oh, well, Nancy Pelosi just wants to fund an opera center. It's just, you know, it's it's ugly. It's just ugly partisanship. And if we're going to take a pass on anything, I'd really like to take a pass on that. The other thing that I was told, forwarded, um, sent in exasperation is that Congress snuck in a $25 million raise for themselves in the CARES Act. Okay, again, just take a moment and ask yourself, does that seem like something? (laughs) I mean, maybe maybe you're a person that like, yeah, that seems exactly like something they do. But the reality, not surprisingly, is more complicated. I thought this quote from Evan Hollander, the communications director of the House Appropriations Committee, said was very helpful. He says the $25 million in funding is to support the House's capability to telework, including for the purchase of equipment and improvements to the network. It also provides money for the cost of paying the staff of the House Child Care Center, food service contracts, and paying the House Sergeants of Arms. None of the funds will go to the member's salary. That's, you know, that's constitutional law that has, there's a statutory formula that has to change congressional salaries. So if you hear that, the last pay raise for Congress was in January 2009, and they just declined a member's raise in December. So that is not what was in the CARES Act. And just to add on, 
members of Congress cannot raise their own salaries. They have to wait until after the next election. So there is always that check on the ability of members of Congress to inflate congressional salaries that another election, they're going to have political accountability for doing it. Not that they should never raise their salaries. Sometimes they should. But it is not a free-for-all in terms of their ability to pay themselves. Okay, let's talk about videos taken outside of hospitals. <sighs> let's take a deep breath before we talk mm-hmm. about this. So hashtag film your hospital began with an individual named Todd Starnes. And he was trying to say all of this panic about hospitals being overwhelmed is liberal democratic fantasy aimed at making Donald Trump look bad. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your Wild Grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful, Wi-Fi-connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college, y'all. He's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things. Big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash pansy. Okay. So other people start sharing images of hospitals that look like hospitals, like normal run-of-the-mill hospitals without a bunch From of activity going on. From the outside. This is my From favorite outside. part. Outside the hospital. These videos cannot be sourced. They cannot be fact-checked, really. And they cannot be countered with images from inside hospitals because we have laws against you just running around with cameras inside hospitals. And so there were some prominent right-wing media accounts that retweeted these things, and they started to get a little bit of traction. And unfortunately, that has necessitated people filming outside hospitals where, like, FEMA has brought refrigerated tractor trailers for bodies exiting those hospitals. We just, we need to not do this, okay? Hospitals have enough going on. Here in Kentucky, we have dispatched members of the National Guard to hospitals just as a precaution to make sure things don't get out of hand. Like, just leave the hospitals alone. What you see on the outside of the building tells you absolutely nothing about what's going on inside it. Ugh. I don't I don't understand what they want to see. Like I know there's been photos of people lining up for tests and lining up for services, particularly in some Queens and hospitals in Brooklyn. Like, do they want that 24 hours a day? Do we want people throwing themselves out the window like the hospital's on fire? Like, I'm not really sure what they're looking for that would prove um that this is bad. Like, I just the distrust of basic reality and media reporting. And look, the truth is it didn't get any better because CBS um, shared images from a Spanish hospital and a story about American hospitals. And so they were like, see, see what they're doing? Like they made an honest mistake. And that just fed directly into this fervor about like they're playing it up. It's not as bad as you think. Um, But, you know, just the level of cynicism and distrust And, you know, the desire for, I mean, to me, this is like creeping really into conspiracy theory. I want to make sense of something that a scary reality. And so I'm going to spread the idea that the media is creating this. So I don't really have to be scared of the fact that 100,000 to 200,000 Americans are going to lose their lives or could lose their lives over the next two months. But it's just, you know, it's really, really frustrating. It is. And I feel the way that Governor Newsom expressed feeling uh, over the last 24 hours. Just what else do you need to know? Like how much more information do you need to believe that we should take this seriously? Even if you still think we are taking it more seriously than we have to, which I think is just completely unsupported by any credible information. But like the states that are saying, well, we're not there yet. Right. And the point is you don't have to get there. That's the thing with these hospitals. Maybe they're not there yet. We're trying to prevent them from getting there. Why do? Why would we want to rush into the absolute eye of the storm? Because once we get there, there's no going back. We cannot do social distancing after we get right into the middle of this thing and expect it to make the outcomes much, much, much better. This is all about trying to avoid that point that Sarah was just describing. All the trends leading up into this moment that um, right-wing media and Donald Trump have perpetuated the idea that you cannot trust any reporting at all is is increasingly dangerous. It was already damaging 
and dangerous, particularly as it fed nationalistic and racist ideas and groups all over the country. It's just, again, the coronavirus is such an accelerant. And so these trends that were already so dangerous and so harmful when it's about public health and it's, you know, it's hard. I think it's, it is hard. You know, we're here right now, we're in the middle of a story about face masks, where for weeks we were told, don't wear a face mask in public. You'll touch it. It won't fit right. It could make you sicker. And now all of a sudden it's, well, we're not so sure. Actually, wearing a face mask in public could be really helpful. The CDC is expected to release guidelines advising everyone to wear a face mask in public. And so, you know, it's hard enough that the projections shift, that the advice shifts, then to come in and say, you can't trust anything. See, every little mistake they make, every shift they make, that's proof that they're all lying and it's all a conspiracy is just, it's really, really difficult to deal with and to combat. And the repercussions grow and grow and grow of that type of approach. And this, I think, connects to what we're going to talk about next. But we're we're not entitled for it to be easy. We're mm-hmm. not entitled for the information to be consistent every day, for one piece of information to build perfectly on the next. We're not entitled to imagery that convinces us personally that our sacrifices are worth it. This is a moment when we have to realize that there are not a lot of guarantees in life. Not a lot is promised to us. Everybody in a leadership position has a responsibility that most of us cannot fathom right now. That doesn't insulate them from criticism. It also means that as a public, we have to have a measure of patience with information that's coming out. There are people in public health who have been crying to the rooftops to anyone who would listen for years about the possibility that we're seeing unfold right now, about how unprepared for it we've been. And no one wanted to listen because we have felt entitled to live our lives exactly as we want to, to prioritize the things we want to prioritize without planning for this kind of future. And so we have to take a breath now and realize that we are where we are for a whole lot of reasons. We might be there anyway, and we just don't get to feel good about everything that we're being asked to do. It's not available. And similarly, We've gotten a little bit of pushback on talking too much about coronavirus here, and I understand that people feel overwhelmed and that sometimes you need to take a break, and I absolutely encourage you to take a break. And also, there is not healing in distraction. There is healing in paying attention, and we owe it to each other to stay focused on this thing in front of us. We have listeners who have already lost loved ones from this virus, and there will be more. We have listeners who are on the front line attacking it every single day and putting their own health at risk. And And I just think this is not a time when we can say, well, I deserve a breather, much as I would love to talk constantly about something else, because intellectually, that would be nice. It would make me feel better for a minute. But it is just important for us to stay here and pay attention. I think I'm a little defensive about that criticism in particular because we are not a 24-7 cable news channel. We are not asking you to tune in and think and have anxiety and worry and fear about COVID-19 all day, every day. We are very careful. 
We are very contained. We have two podcasts a week and a nightly nuance and the news briefs in the morning. So we have very like sort of finite check-ins where we have pledged to you that we will share a sort of holistic approach to news and politics. And the holistic approach to news and politics right now is as best we can processing, informing, and analyzing the global pandemic that is affecting every single human being on planet Earth right now. So, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. And again, we're not asking you to spin in anxiety 24-7. That's not healthy. That's not good for anybody. We try to be very careful about sharing information, encouraging action. We give lots of positive shout outs. We're going to do that after this next break in the show. And also, share, you know, sharing our own lives, sharing poetry and art from listeners. But, you know, we're all going through this together and everybody deals with it differently. And we have to give grace when those sort of different approaches rub up against each other. You know, some people need lots of check-ins. Some people need to take a break. There's not going to be a universal approach that's going to fit everybody's needs. And so we're just trying to do the best we can. And every single news item, even news outside of direct coronavirus information is affected by this. You know, election reform, the Syrian civil war, climate change, the economy, everything is being affected by COVID-19. And, you know, it would not be fair and it would not be accurate to present anything but that. We'll take a quick break and we'll share the shout outs that Sarah was mentioning because there are some people who are working really hard and doing some fantastic work leading their communities right now. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin and I have added ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable. Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. 
Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. So y'all continue to step up and share the local officials that you think are doing a good job. And we have a lot of Ohio love today, mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. for Governor Mike DeWine and for Dr. Amy Acton, who is Ohio's top public health official. Well, Governor DeWine just got a major like write up about how he was so aggressive way before anybody else. Our governor, Andy Bashir has said that him and DeWine talk every day. And I'm like, I can tell because you two are killing it. And it must be nice. I feel like every time I hear him say, like, I'm reaching out to this person or like, it gives me great comfort to think about those two governors, like checking in every day and figuring out like what works, sharing information. I would like to be on one of those phone calls. And like in Kentucky, Governor DeWine and Dr. Acton are holding daily press conferences. Let me tell you something. I feel like I'm going to church during those daily press conferences. It is, for me, the most connecting act that I have ever participated in as a Kentuckian. And I say this as a person who's watched a lot of Kentucky basketball. We feel Mm -hmm. a lot of pride in our state around connecting around sports. And I see that same kind of commitment emerging around this daily ritual of coming together and hearing the new information and celebrating what we're doing right and calling out what we're not doing right. And it's wonderful. And I've watched a couple of Governor DeWine's press conferences, too. And I just think that communication, honestly, If he kept doing that after this were all over, that would be just fine with me. I'd be happy as a Kentuckian to just sit down and hear what's going on in our state every single day at a certain time. Maybe we could skip the weekends. But it's it's (laughs) nice, this rhythm of reminding us that, you know what? A lot of political things impact you really personally, and you've got a responsibility to contribute to. So bravo, Dr. Acton. Governor DeWine. We have two Jills that appreciate you very much, as well as a Megan and a Melissa. Well, I think the smart thing with Dr. Acton, why she's such a great 
help. And that, and again, Governor Bashir is doing the same thing. I think having the expert up there to ask or to answer questions is like such a smart approach. And they're doing that with the Trump administration. That's why Dr. Fauci has become such a, well, depending on who you are, hero or villain. I think having the experts come up and ask and answer questions. Jill said she's a calm presence and has firm direction. And I love that. Like, listen, also, for what it's worth, I know lots of people tuning into Andy. I might check out Governor DeWine. There ain't nothing wrong with tuning into other states' press conferences. I'm going to be honest. And Melissa also wanted to talk about her local officials. She's in Licking County, Ohio, which is a rural county east of Columbus. And she said that there were massive floods in her area on Friday, March 20th. Melissa said, my neighbors had four feet of water in their basement. My backyard was a lake and many coworkers lost a lot of property. Our county commissioners... Mm. Mayors and sheriff worked quickly and effectively to respond to the floods and to be dealing with a flood in the midst of the health department issues. That's a lot of stress. And she just really appreciates how they're handling it there in Licking County, Ohio. I mean, I feel like if you have the word official in your title at all, it's a stressful time right now. It's a stressful time for everybody. But if you're in charge of making decisions because the stakes are so high, it's got to be really really difficult. And especially if you don't have a medical background, because you're Mm -hmm. trying to become an expert on something that's never been part of your vocabulary. So well done. Same thing in Maryland. We have a lot of love for Governor Hogan in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Governor Hogan is a Republican governor in a blue state. Sometimes that's just a good it's just a good combination. He's been doing daily press conferences. Everybody feels more calm after listening to him. Yesterday, she said, this was back on March 25th, he said that Maryland was third on the list of most proactive state responses. I don't know what that ranking is, but I'd like to see it so that we can praise all the governors being proactive. And she says, I want to compliment him for keeping competent women around him and calling out their competencies, like the Maryland superintendent of school, the Maryland deputy secretary of Department of Health. So I think that, again, just the daily presence The surrounding yourself with experts who are giving calm, steady guidance, it really cannot be overestimated right now. And a good reminder from our friends and listeners in states that haven't dealt with this on a statewide level, there are local leaders still doing a terrific job. Mm -hmm. Caitlin has pointed out a number of local leaders, Quentin Lucas, the mayor of Kansas City, Missouri, David Alvey, the mayor of combined Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas, Ed Eilart, chairman of the Johnson County, Kansas Commission, Frank White from Jackson County, Missouri, a county executive, Four of them have joined together to institute a stay-at-home order for residents in a huge chunk of the Kansas City metro area, which is a really wonderful thing and totally unprecedented. It is hard in those metro areas like Cincinnati, where we have two states together that really function as one. And so to see them come together around this was great. And to see them doing it when Missouri at a state level, at least as the time that we're recording this podcast, has not yet issued a stay-at-home order is a really wonderful thing. So keep the compliments and the good stories and the praise for your local officials coming in, and we'll keep sharing them. Today, we also wanted to share just a beautiful piece written by a listener, Shannon, called Lament for Coronavirus. We seem to be in the midst of a bad dream, yet upon waking each day, we again remember our new reality. We're anxious and tearful and laughing and worried and exhausted and cursing and busy, but slowed down all at the same time. We don't always hear you. 
It is far too easy to turn inward or to Netflix or to another article with fancy graphs and headlines. And yet, babies are being born and nursed and swaddled. Spring is growing up around us. Green shoots, tiny buds. People sing on balconies and dance in courtyards. Thank you for sharing that, Shannon. And thank you again, everybody, for tuning in to Pantsy Politics today. We will be back in your ears on Tuesday. And you can always find us on Instagram and in Patreon. And until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces Pantsuit Politics every week. Thanks for making us sound better, Dylan. Elise Knapp is our managing director, which means we could not make it without her scheduling, organization, feedback, and creativity. Thank you, Elise. We couldn't make Pantsuit Politics without support from our listeners. Go to patreon.com slash pantsuitpolitics to learn how you can receive more nuance and help us make the show. Special thanks to our executive producers who have committed to supporting us in a major life-giving way. Our executive producers are Tracy Putoff. Tim Miller, Martha Branitsky, Tiffany Hasler, Joshua Allen, David McWilliams, Amy Whited, Allie Edwards, and Jared Minson. Our theme music is composed and performed by Dante Lima. The music under our ads is composed and performed by Dylan Garvin. Learn more about our lives, live events that we're involved in, and what we're reading each week by signing up for our weekly newsletter at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. And connect with members of the Pantsuit Politics community by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 